Welcome to Time Played 3HR, a podcast about playing video games for three hours at a time. My name is Louis. And my name is Lucky. And this week we played at least three hours of the Haunted Demo Disc 2021. Let's get spooked. Let's do it. Bring up three What's up? Welcome. Hello, people of the internet. We're back. Yes, we We're are. Back. We are on regular scheduling. So, uh, we we haven't gone anywhere, but we are indeed back. And um, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna record what can only be described as a video game podcast. As a damn good episode of Time Play Three. Wow, well, that that buckle that up, folks, because. Holy moly, it's coming in hot and fast, hot and heavy, and spooky. Do you like video games? I got 20. <laughs> yeah, fortunately, we're not going to talk about 20. I got 25. Um, although, <laughs> technically, we could, uh, because this week's game uh, is... Do you want to talk about it? I feel like this is something that you are very passionate about. Mm, mm, deep, deep uh, passion. Um, so I'm just going to pass it over to you. Um, uh, so we did, uh, an episode last year, or I think it was last year, um, beginning of last year around this time, that makes sense, um, on this thing called the Haunted PS1 Demo Disc, um, which was a collection of demos, um, or with, about video games that have a sort of a PlayStation 1 aesthetic, um, but are made by modern indie developers, um, and uh, it was kind of no- novel and cool um, in 2020. And I was like, sick. Um, I want to check this out. Um, and they've only gone and done it again for 2021. Um, this is the Haunted PlayStation 1 Demo Disc 2021. This is official title. And um, and I uh, talked a little bit about my... I've talked a lot, I guess, at this point, about my slow, gradual, painful, uh, grinding interest in horror as a genre in general and um i also am a big fan of the that whole playstation one aesthetic that everyone is doing at the moment um so and it's just a nice chance to like try a bunch of random things i love um i love checking out a bunch of random things um and to be honest i think (laughs) i think these games these types of games especially horror games especially uh yeah, especially horror games, they're half an hour, you know, like a demo length is a good amount of time to spend with a game like this. Mm. Um, it's like, really nice playing a horror game and knowing you're not going to be there for more yeah. than half an hour. <laughs> you're just like, great, I just got to get through this and then I'm done. Um, uh, and uh, and yeah, this is an opportunity. I think it is 25 uh, demos from developers across the globe. Um uh, all color, color, ah, collated into one. Yeah, it's it's great. Uh, like you said, playing random stuff is is fun, and it's even better when it's curated random stuff. Yes. Uh, so you're not literally spinning a wheel in the Steam store. It's stuff that you know will sort of tie together and, in theory, be decent. Yeah, um, it kind of feels great. like you're like, it almost feels like you've gone on itch.io, you've searched horror game, and then a playlist for like best horror games on itch.io over the last six months come up and you just play through them one at a time uh-huh um, and you don't even have to buy or play the whole things because this whole demo disc as demo discs famously are are free man i could go into demo disc talk for a little bit mm-hmm. but just in the fact that there are a lot of great games on here that i feel like we should cover i won't um yeah i will say i will say the one thing on demo discs um uh, I watch quite a lot of like Giant Bomb content, the video game website, and they do a really great series where they just boot up because they um, have a shit ton of of this stuff now. So they just boot up old um, demo discs from like PlayStation Two, PlayStation One era, and their rule is they have to play or watch everything on those discs. Um, 
So there's, right. that's some good content if you want to just consume some nostalgia. That does sound good. I mean, yeah. those. I mean, the amount of value that kids, myself included, would put on demo discs. Yeah, man. Out of this world. To me, a demo disc far more interesting than a retail game. <laughs> I would take demo disc over retail game probably any day of the week. Wow. Because essentially, as a kid, you're only playing the first sort of two levels anyway. That is true. Before you get stuck and die and boot it off because you don't have a memory card and start all over again. So it's essentially the equivalent of childhood retail games times five. <laughs> yeah, um, you're just getting a bunch of free games. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. And when they come with a magazine, hello. <laughs> well, yeah. Let's Magazine's go. supposed to be the main part. Um, so this game boots up. And what they've done this time, which I thought was really cool, is they've very much made it a curated experience by creating an almost museum-like space for you to walk around where each game has its own pedestal, its own room, uh, its own space where you walk into a room that sort of represents the game that you're about to play and you interact with an object in that room and then that will boot you into the game. Yeah, which is great. I thought it was so cool. Um, Mm. So, like, yeah, so it's like a museum space, still in the PS1 style. In fact, I would say the museum itself is probably the most... They talked about before they released this that, like, this year they're moving not away from, but they're opening up their sort of uh, selection to things that might go outside of PlayStation 1 aesthetic a little bit. Um, And I would say the actual museum itself is by far and away the most PS1-y of of all the things. and yeah, so you're in a sort of four by three, um, so sort of warbling textures of the PlayStation One um, museum, and then you go into the room. And as you say, it's really cool. It's like a really cool idea. So you go into like the room of a game, and it's it's. I think they must have um, obviously worked with the developers of the games to like get their assets and put them in the sort of museum zone. Um, so sometimes you'll go into a room and it's. And then you'll start the game afterwards and it almost looks exactly the same. Um, It's a really cool little thing to do. Um, It is interesting. And it's also interesting how sometimes the games may not be in the same style of the PS1, like we mentioned, uh, but they will take those same elements and then rework them into fit the PS1 aesthetic of the museum. It's very cool. Yeah, it's clearly a lot of work. I like... um, Last year was cool too. They like... It was more traditional. Like, this is a demo disc. Like, scroll through... Um, so it definitely still had that aesthetic, but like, this is like, obviously like a whole nother thing of, um, there's even like side rooms with like optional content that I didn't manage to figure out how to use. And, um, there's like a bathroom in the museum and it's all got sound and it's like all, it's like a fully functioning thing on its own. Right. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. It's nice. It's a nice way of doing it. Um, and then there are multiple floors and you go up in an elevator and you come out in a room and you are surrounded by these doors, these sort of big open doors with billboards above each door that have a, uh, what would you call it, like a thumbnail for each game. Um, and there's a little pedestal next to it that says who made it and a little bit about the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you just pick one at random. Uh, yeah. So, so let's shall do we that. pick one at random? You played yeah. them all. Yeah, I think I, I think I played it like 95% of them. I think I might have. There were like a, there well there were a couple that I sort of booted up and was like, I don't think I'm gonna play this because this feels a bit maybe a bit heavy or like I don't think yeah but I'm gonna yeah. move on and then um uh and then there were a couple that I just didn't manage to get to but I think I played sure. at least at least twenty of them if not like twenty three of them. Good effort. Um, I I pl- I even played over three hours. Uh, but I managed seven. <laughs> I also I also have a habit of I didn't finish them all like I like I like play them for like 10 minutes be like cool I get this and move on like I don't always finish them yeah I, I finished six of my seven yeah um how do we want to do this do you want to start shall I start I think I think you start um but I think yeah I think we're just gonna like see how long we go this might go on forever so we'll probably at some point just call it a day but like uh, I would say just pick the ones that you liked the most and we'll go from there. I kind of want to talk about all of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. But here's the thing. I love I'm sure that. we'll have overlapping parts. Uh, so I'll start with the one that I first play. And first of all, I just want to say 
great effort to everyone involved. Um, I, th- I think it's so easy to rag on stuff like this uh, because... You, well, not rag on stuff like this. It's very easy to praise stuff like this. Uh, but uh, rag individual games for certain things that they may not do well. Um, these are all very small games and are all sort of passion projects for the most part. Um, sure, and all at different stages of development as well. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of cool stuff. Um, the first game I played was Still Ridge. <laughs> I played that one. <laughs> <laughs> Which floor um, was that one? Third floor. Yeah, so third floor. I think I I missed Still Ridge. I missed Still Ridge. <laughs> That's hilarious. I, I went into one and it wouldn't boot, so I didn't play it. And then there was another one that I just missed. Fair. Um, Still, it rigged. was kind of cool and probably the most spooked that I was throughout my playthrough. Okay. Um, it was essentially PT, <laughs> the uh, the demo game made by what Kojima and who else? Someone else? Uh, uh, Guillermo del Toro, I think, worked on it as well. Um. It was essentially like a point-and-click adventure game, PT. Where? Oh, wait, wait, wait! This was on the first floor. No, that was on the third floor. Hi, Louis here. Um, just a little programming note. Uh, you're gonna hear Lockie and I argue about what floor some of these games are on <laughs> a couple times. There's some confusion. Uh, we talked after the podcast, and I'm pretty sure we came to the conclusion that we're pretty sure they randomized it for each player, which makes a lot of sense. So, like, everyone gets, like, equal viewing, which is a really neat thing if that's what they've done. So, sometimes we're going to be very confused why, uh, yeah, just so you know, uh, apologies for the slight confusion. So, when you play this game, don't be like, oh, yeah, the, whatever the hell the game Lucky just said, that's on the third floor, I'll go there. It's, it's, it might be. It might not be. Um, anyway, yeah. Back to the show. I So I played a point and click um, PT. It's like li- then... literally like room for room. It was the same hallway. <laughs> I must, I'm sure that was still Ridge. Did I label this wrong? Maybe, man. Because that was on the first floor. I think that was the first one I played, in fact. Uh, that's hilarious. Um, no. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I got the name wrong. Oh, okay. I I didn't play Still Ridge. Um, <laughs> okay, that's, yeah, that's hilarious. What was this one called? I didn't. I didn't write it down. Um, <laughs> whoops. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, point and click. <laughs> one of these is a point and click PT. <laughs> um, God, there was that swinging lamp. Yeah, it was awful. Uh, so. For anyone who doesn't know, PT was a spooky game demo uh, where you essentially just walk through a corridor on loop um, and things develop and happen each time you walk through that are spooky. Um, And this was kind of the same thing, except it was a point-and-click adventure game. Mm -hmm. What did you think? Oh, so I I didn't play it long because I kind of immediately was like, oh, this is just PT. Like, in terms of, like, (laughs) not to, like, completely rag on it, but, like... um, uh yeah it was like literally like the hallway was identical and like um had like a lot of the same elements going on so it's like oh maybe i just don't need to do this one that was the beginning of my playthrough so i was worried i wasn't going to see enough and that's funny that's the first game i played too um it's probably the first one you see (laughs) it probably is um it's kind of cool point and click horror adventure game is something that i would have never sort of about but yeah kind of kind of dig yeah yeah I th- there are there are a couple of like famous ones i think from back in the day uh, oh really um, it was just too stressful because there's this sort of awful like did you finish it does it does it do much i got it... stuck okay um i got kind of far i sort of interacted with a few bits found a few secrets um and there is a clock in there that you can set to certain times which yeah. will trigger certain events. But yeah. once you set a certain time, you're locked into that event. And I did one at 8 a.m. that I figured out, one at 2 p.m. that I figured out. And then I found that 6 p.m. was also a time that triggered some event, but mm. I couldn't figure it out. Mm. Uh, and 
in the pursuit of time, I was like, okay, next. Yeah. Point and click PT, everyone. Done. <laughs> that one's checked off the list. Maybe we'll get through this quicker than we thought. Uh, it was kind of cool. Though. I liked it. Good. Next. Um, I'm going to pick... Uh, I'm going to find the name, by the way, of that one. That's a good idea. Um, I'm going to pick... I'm going to pick the... I think it was called the Hellawold loophole. Okay, didn't play it. Uh, <laughs> This is the one I asked you to play. <laughs> what? Remember you were like, is there any, you asked me specifically, are there any games I should check out? Oh, and, and I was like, I the for... one with loophole in the name. I totally forgot. I um, apologize. It's <laughs> fine. This one's on the first floor. Um, and I'm always, I'm always really impressed with games. I'm always really delighted by horror games that manage to avoid using like the basic horror tropes in terms of like, um, you're in an insane asylum or you're in a dark spooky mansion or you're in a weird forest. Like, I think it's always really cool when games manage to scare you, um, outside of those basic tropes. Um, not that those things are bad. Like, I think if you do those things, it's fine, but like, it is cool when people manage to do it a different way. Um, and this game isn't like super different from those things. Um, but it felt bespoke enough like just bespoke enough for it to really be creepy. Um, okay. So like the um, premise is pretty vague. You basically seem to be kind of almost like birthed from the ceiling and um, and it's first person. And then you walk around for a bit, you come outside and, you, and this guy is standing right in the doorway and he's like some doctor. I think he's called Dr. Dr. Randolph. Um, and he's just like this regular looking guy. And he's like, oh, what are you doing here? Um, you shouldn't be here. Come with me. And then you start, he like w starts walking to his office and you follow him. And, um, and this is, this just all feels quite bad, but you follow him anyway. And then for a second, cause you know, I am quote a gamer. I, um, I started to just like poke around, like just slightly veer off the path just to look at something. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> then suddenly from behind me, I just hear this like scream from this guy. He's like, where are you going? Oh my um, God. And it was absolutely <laughs> horrendous. But luckily oh I, my like, God. I like turned around quickly enough to the point where he, he was like, he like returned to normal. He was like, don't go off. Just keep following me. Anyway. So then um, <laughs> that sounds incredible. Um, and then, so then he leads me to his office and then he kills me. <laughs> and then uh, the game loops again. Um, right. It tells you like you died because you went to his office and he, stabbed you with a massive needle um uh and then i was like okay so i guess i have to just fucking run um and then obviously as soon as you run he screams where are you going um <laughs> and then there's running through this like sort of um i don't even know it's like a regular looking building um uh kind of like victorian i guess um it sounds pretty <laughs> pretty generically spooky Louis. I guess so, but I think the things for me that's, that's the things for me that stood out as like not like super generic were how like regular this guy was. Um, he was just so much just a guy, and like I think the way it used it's like I think probably like the chase music was kind of this um this sort of nineteen twenties ballroom music, which was strange, and um, the way he said where you were going like was bespoke enough to really make me uncomfortable. Um, and I mean, I love, I love games that, um, you know, like use the fact that you want to explore naturally as part of the gameplay, you know, games that, you know, like Stanley Parable. Yeah. Where they take your game and they're like, oh, mm -mm. yeah. See how you like that. Yeah. I, I, I just thought this game was like, was seemed like a pretty neat thing and you know you play some of these demos and like they're all cool in their own certain ways and but some of them just sort of you can definitely you feel like there's there's going to be more to it you know mm -hmm. um than just the first 10 minutes um and this was one of those um i thought it was pretty pretty rad and it, overall just a nice um nice playstation one it was like i think it was full screen it was full widescreen but it had like ps1 textures and all that stuff um yeah, it was good. Cool. 
I think um, I don't yeah, I don't hundred percent remember the name. I think it was the Hellawald loophole. It was something like that. Uh yeah. Um the Hailwald loophole. Mm. Yeah, and the the looping aspect is pretty cool as well. Um And just God, that the the noise of you being I don't like it's because uh, yeah, before you sort of wake up, you hear this what's either you being pushed out of a vagina or it's you being pushed out of cement and I and the noise is so distorted that you can't tell which it is um it's a very good bit of audio work nice Um, (laughs) it is nice (laughs) uh next up god i don't know what to i guess i'll just go with the order that i played them it's weird because i played them in such a way that i sort of started playing less and less scary games as they went on that's cool um but, you know, let's just pick this one. This is actually the last one I played, which is and Team you, Mod. Just before you say, sorry, do, were yeah, you, yeah. like, sort of wandering around looking at all the different pictures and picking the one that appealed to you most? Yeah, kind of. Right, okay. Um, I didn't start that way. I just started on the top floor. Um, and I was like, I'll just start here and work my way down. And I did the first two, and then there was a third one. I read the things, and it just sounded so heavy and intense. And I was like... You know what? I'm just gonna poke around on the other floors because I poked my head into floors one and two and saw some nice ones that looked fun. Yeah. Um, so I was like, I'm just going to go for these instead <laughs> uh, because it's how I feel like spending my three hours. Yeah. Um, and there are a whole bunch on floors one and two that I liked. T mod. Yeah. What the fuck was T mod? I liked T mod. I didn't understand. I like. I understand. I, I understand what it was. I guess, but I didn't understand. Maybe I didn't give it enough of a chance. Why Did you? Point? Well, it's interesting because T mod. I think sort of almost requires you to have that previous experience in Gary's mod. Yeah. So T mod is basically a horror game based around um, the what, what is Gary's mod? Gary's mod like, is Half Life uh, Two. Yeah, it's a what do you call a, it? Op, sort of an open source modding platform for Half Life Two. Yeah, um, but it's cool uh, because what you end up doing in G mod um, and T mod is basically just fucking around, putting yourself in God mode, flying around, spawning in random items, X Y Z, um, and. It's really interesting playing this game T-Mod and having that former knowledge and then just fucking around in a horror game. Uh, because that's not something I've sort of ever done before. Mm. Because the first thing you do is activate God Mode, which sort of lets you fly. Um, interestingly, it has G-Mod controls that are super awkward. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the first thing I did was sort of just fly under the ground which reveals all of the structures that are underground Mm. in the way that when you clip through a surface in a game, you know, it often shows you a lot more of the space. Um, So it was really interesting playing a horror game where it was revealed by you being able to go wherever you want. Yeah. You know what I mean? So was there there like an actual like um, linear thing to do or was it just... There was an ending. Oh, was there really? Yeah. Okay. Um, do you want the spoilers? Uh, I don't mind spoilers. Um, I think it's worth saying you should just probably go and play this thing first. Sure. Um, if you're listening. Yeah, this thing's completely free, obviously. Um, uh, and I think probably, I assume quite a few of these things, if you hear them are like interested just in one or two, I think you can probably just go find them separately um, yeah. on Itch.io. Uh, so... Yeah, um, but basically you can fly underground and you see that there's a room with a person in it and you enter that room and he sort of brings up some dialogue and then he spawns this corridor, which is all like some series of corridors and room, which are pitch black. And if you're in walking mode, like actual playing the game mode, yeah, um, you'd never be able to navigate it because mm. it's pitch black. And you can literally only figure out the shape and depth of this tunnel by going into god mode flying outside of the space seeing the black rooms and corridors uh from just floaty 
perspective and then just flying straight into the end room, which is sort of way down below the rest of the map. Okay. Um, and then I was trying to give it more of a shot because I, I just assumed it was literally Gary's mod. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. As a PlayStation it was, 1 game. It's really interesting having that sort of... Because, you know, these games so often work by taking away your power, uh, by removing weapons, by limiting vision, you know, by doing all that stuff. And it was interesting to play a horror game that was kind of like, here's all the power in the world. Were you spooked? There were some spooky bits. Yeah. Um, but it was never scary. It was all like, ooh, creepy. Right, yeah. It was creepy. Uh, yeah. It was cool. I liked it. Cool. What do you got? Uh, let's do... Did you play... Ghastly Goodies? I did play Ghastly Goodies. <laughs> Um, I just like this game because um, it reminded me of. So I'm, I'm just going to explain it first. So Ghastly Goodies is like a is a PlayStation One N sixty four sort of era styled game. Um, sort of sort of around that like, especially at the time, I feel like they were making a lot of kids games that happened to be spooky. So they would like adopt a kind of a spooky theme. Um, that for me as a kid kind of made it like unplayable because it's just even like, you know, like just the most corny, like haunted mansion. Well, this game kid. was, this game was Spyro the Dragon. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, for me, it was, um, I don't know if you ever played it. Uh, there's a game called 40 Winks, I did um, which was a PlayStation one game that I had as a kid that I basically couldn't play, um, because it, it took place at night. You were, a, you, I think you were a child that woke up wow. at, at night um, and you had to collect winks in order to wake up, I think. Um, uh, and or that or like the other reference that came up for me was um, Medieval, um, right. which is another cl classic PS1 game where oh, you this play as 40 winks thing looks very similar. Um, yeah. So so, so um, it was it was interesting to see like a modern take on 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 what that would be. Um and I, I guess that was just kind of cozy for me. Like, oh, yeah, I remember mm. when people just made these, like, effectively unplayable games because they were child games, but also way too spooky in that they ha had any kind of suspense in them. Um, but so the game itself is like a um, relatively linear sort of, mm, I wouldn't say platformer, but mostly a very, game. very light puzzle based. Very light puzzles <coughs> um, with that sort of aesthetic of like, um of 40 winks basically um uh or like the other game i think of which was a little later that i never played was um grabbed by the ghoulies which was like a, i think it was a game made by rare for the xbox um uh so that kind of like child's mm, storybook but spooky vibe um flat texture stuff and yeah it's just it just kind of made me feel kind of cozy and i kind of liked the puzzles they were like simple and easy to figure out um um, and then you sort of, you would solve a puzzle and then something horrible would chase you. So it was definitely more spooky than what you'd get as a kid, but, um, but not by much. I, yeah, I mean, I think the chase stuff was pretty light and it yeah. wasn't ever, but the thing is, it was very spoopy, this game. Yes. It's got very spoopy music. It's very, I really enjoyed the music too. Um, it, this game sounds and looks great. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's very it's also uses four buttons. It's forwards, left, right, and interact. Uh, so there is very 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 limited, um, you know, things that you can do with your character. Yeah, uh, which I mean, I guess is why some of the, like the puzzle stuff is so light. Uh, but it was the music was good enough. The game looked good enough for me not to care and to really enjoy this playthrough. And I'm just looking at 40 winks. Look at that goddamn video game. It looks the same, hey. What a classic. Good shout. Yeah, I looked that up. What a good shout. <laughs> on, the, on the N64 cartridge, it has a quote that says, move over Mario. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 40 winks destroyed Mario. You heard it here. Yeah. First. Um, yeah, it's like a super cartoony stylized... 
sort of thing that you can almost imagine. Um, it's cool. Cool game. Yeah, man. Uh, shall we play in three of these? Yeah, it's good. I like, I like it. it. Um, <laughs> do you want to pick another? Uh, no, you go. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to pick uh, Tori 3D. Oh, yeah, yeah, I played Tori 3D. Um, yeah, I got that downhill. And interestingly, the next three games that I have, which are the last three games, um, acted to really remind me just how much I love good movement in games. Uh-huh. Honestly, just let me move fast mm-hmm. with sort of decent control. And I love it. <laughs> it's, I just love it. Um, and Tori 3D is a sort of fast-paced like 3D platformer where you play a sort of chipper, cute little duck with a pair of sunglasses and a little backpack. Um and you have to run around building tops, collecting stars. Mm-hmm. And it's all like pink and yellow and upbeat music. It reminded me a lot of um, Lovely Planet. Lovely Planet. Oh, right. Yes. Lovely Planet. Uh, yeah. Uh, just because it had the music was very similar. That sort of like upbeat, like um, Asian inspired, Japanese inspired, like stuff and um this had more of like a vapor wavy aesthetic, I guess. Um, or just like nineties, I guess nineties cute aesthetic. Um, like a uh, phone charm aesthetic. Yes. That's the way to describe <laughs> it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, the, the sort stars. of thing that you'd see on the back of a nineties magazine advertising phone backgrounds yeah. and ringtones. Yeah. That's the aesthetic. Mm. Uh, it looked good though. And yeah, it, looked nice. it, it was just fun. It was fun and fast, and as you play through the game, it starts to distort a bit, and um, <laughs> that once bright enjoyment that your experience sort of becomes a little bit spooky. There's something deeper. Um, which was weird, because, I mean, I kind of like that stuff, but I also kind of didn't want it. Uh-huh. Um, I think it worked best when it did the full 180 at the end. Mm. And went full spooky. Um, but fun game. Really had a great time. Uh, very engaged. I've seen this one's already released, and I might even play it. I mean, it's like a buck. Yeah, it was a buck. I'm playing it. Tori 3D, I'm buying this game. <laughs> nice. Successful demo. Mm-hmm. Oh, you can buy it for Switch. What? That'd hey. be a great Switch game. Yeah. I mean, it won't be a buck, but it will be a great Switch game. It's a buck! Is it really? It's uh, on the US store here. It's 99 cents. Wow. Nintendo takes such a big cut. They're making, like, nothing off that. (laughs) Hey, I mean, (laughs) they're making nothing off it anyway if it's a buck. Yeah. Um, Fuck, I'm going to play this on Switch. Nice. Tell me, I want to know how, if it, like, does much with the spooky stuff, or is it just kind of like a occasional thing to remind you that this game has got something else going on this game qualifies for the haunted demo disc like i, I wonder if like what like at some point is it just the entire aesthetic is spooky for the last like half the levels or or is it just something that just kind of pops up every once in a while yeah it will be interesting to find out mm. uh, yeah tori oh. 3d was fun um it is it does always feel good to have a double jump yeah love it that's the thing, man. Good movement in games is honestly it's the best. Mm-hmm. It's the thing that will keep me playing the game regardless of how the rest of the game is. Yeah. It definitely helps. Mm. Uh, should we move on? Yes. Um, uh, I'm going to talk about... I think I probably won't talk about this one very long. But sure. did, you, did you play Walk? No. That was on the top floor. Okay. Um, it was the one at the back on the top floor. Um, the Japanese one? Yes. You didn't play it? Didn't play it, no. Uh, 
you should check it out. Um, not because I didn't particularly enjoy the gameplay. The gameplay is pretty straightforward. Um, but visually, I thought it was really amazing. Um, so from what I can tell, basically, they've like, I think I've actually seen like a GIF of it recently. And I was like, wow, that looks incredible. And then like turns out it was actually part of the demo, which was sick. Um, I'm looking but, at it now. It looks good. Um, so they've basically, what I can tell, they've taken like Google Street View of Japan areas um, and then crunched it all down and like filtered up um, and colorized it um, to turn it into sort of like what looks like a PS1 um, fixed camera Resident Evil style thing. Um, so you move across the screen with your 3D character and it swaps to like a different Google view basically. Um, and it all like obviously looks seamless and, and works and stuff. Um, but it looks really good. Like it's like, it's kind of, I haven't really seen a game that looks like that. Um, uh, and just everything like from like the, all the design stuff from like the font work to everything is just really um, precise and good. Um, uh, the gameplay, I didn't play too much of it, um, but you are a small child uh, and um, I think in the demo, all you need to do is find enough uh, yen on the ground in order to buy a soda from the vending machine. Um, and there's a, a beastie, a ghost, a sort of um, black robed, sort of no face style ghost wandering around that um, you need to hide from. And there's something, God, this is a really cool moment. It's like one of the first things that happens is you walk into this like car park um, and then this music starts playing um, and uh, and like some text that comes up saying like, hide, hide, don't be seen, hide. Um, and, uh, and you're like, where do I hide? And then you walk over to this van that's in the car park. But the van is from the Google image, but it's been cut out but it looks correct. I mean, it looks a little off. I think they probably intentionally made it a little off so you can sort of tell um, that you okay. can interact with it. But like, there's something so surreal about the fact that you actually literally walk behind the van and you disappear behind the van. Um, yeah, it's just very good. And then you hide from it and it walks past and stuff. Um, uh, yeah, super cool. Um, I recommend anyone great. looking at a GIF of it just because it looks really good. It looks awesome. It's very, it's very cool. I, mean, I think, man, the thing, the thing about playing these games is I just, um, uh, I just find like playing this stuff like so, sounds corny, but I just find it really inspiring. Um, mm. Not because like, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go away and make a horror game, but like, uh, it's just, yeah, it's people making like small things off their own time and like making amazing stuff. It's like, it's just so, yeah, I find it very, um, invigorating i guess yeah it's always, first it's takes. always cool it's always cool to check stuff out yeah it is and i mean it's it's especially stuff when you know people have don't really have to commit to the idea too heavily mm-hmm. um you know demos it can be super experimental super cool yeah um and they are dope yes super dope yes anyway uh, yeah that's walk cool um uh, next, I guess we talk about Lawn's Lure. Lawn's Lure? Uh-huh. Oh, this is the one you told me to play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember you saying this now. Yeah. This was the other one I didn't play in the top oh, four. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> this is the one that, like, crashed when I tried to boot it up. That's hilarious. The, <laughs> the one you told me to play... <laughs> I didn't play the one I tell you to play. You yes. don't play. Yes, that's Fuck so me. funny. Because I was we like, are actually wait. disastrous. I was like, wait, I know Lockie told me to play <laughs> something, and I thought it was on the top floor, but I don't see anything here that reminds me of what you said. Oh no! <laughs> oh man! Is it good? <laughs> it's. It was probably my favorite. Oh, a bummer. Um, or well, <laughs> it was between this and Peeb Adventures. Uh, good. Were my two favorite. Uh, Launchler was. How do you spell it? I'm just gonna look at a picture of it at least. Uh, so visually, it's nothing too spectacular. Um, Launchler or Launchler, L U R E, L O R N L O R N apostrophe S L. Oh yeah, got it. Launchler. Um, so I think this this was to me the most interesting game. Oh, climbing mechanics. 
<laughs> I love climbing. Um, God damn. Yeah, it. <gasps> that does look cool. It's it's really cool. Um, and it's also got like a really nice plot. So the plot behind it is that you are a AI machine robot man um, who sees a visual bug in his UI, uh, follows that visual UI bug down into some deep pit abyss full of pipes um, and gets lost. And he's just stuck in the sort of underbelly of this great space. Uh, and it's kind of like a movement-based game where you run around really quick and you basically just have to sort of parkour your way through this huge space, jumping from pipe to pipe and wall edge to wall edge. Um, and it's like a really, really fun 3D platformer. And the game starts with you making your way down this space Mm. Uh, and at the bottom of this space you find a fallen human who had these pickaxes uh, like ice picks that you can use to climb and then it adds like a climbing element and you have to sort of work your way back up to where you were using these ice picks and then onwards to the rest of the game mm. um, the movement's great yeah it looks good uh, you run really fast the jumping feels good the climbing feels good um, but it sort of really gets interesting when you sort of understand the limits of your character. Uh, you have a great feature, which basically um, it's a little circle in the middle of your screen and it a tells you if a surface is climbable, but more importantly tells you how far away that surface is uh, from you. And you sort of figure out how far you can fall by testing, um, you know, your limits by going, okay, that's this far. Can I make this jump or if I, or will I die? And if you die, it's got a pretty forgiving, um, restart from pretty much a point very close to where you were, mm -hmm. uh, mechanic. And you sort of just have to make your way through this space, sort of thinking, can I make this jump? Yeah, I can make this jump. And just sort of navigating a massive empty, terrifying not terrifying uh just like intimidating it it reminded me of that sort of sewers level in mirror's edge a little bit mm, you know, you know? did you ever play um a story about my uncle no it kind of gives me those kind of vibes in terms of like it being a main mainly about movement mechanics mm -hmm. um a story about my uncle was kind of like a first person grapple hook game where your uncle would go missing and it wasn't a horror game. Um, and then you would kind of like zip around, um, these sort of 3d environments. It looks, it's got that similar, like it's all based on that one movement thing. And like, yeah, it looks really cool. Yeah. That's cool. Um, but yeah, really, I recommend you should like play this game. Yeah. If you can, if you can get it working, it's worth it. And also I just love the idea of it's so sad. Like the idea of this robot following a visual bug. And not understanding it. Um, and just sort of following it to its demise, essentially. But, yeah. I mean, who knows where the story would go from there. It's basically just the first level. Um, once you clear it, it's like level one complete. Right. Um, but there seems to be a fair bit you can replay. Uh, there seems to be some collectibles hidden around the level, uh, which yeah. I apparently missed all of, so... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, cool. Um, cool. <laughs> That's so funny. That is funny. Uh, what uh, you got? If, uh, well, I'll talk about probably my favorite game, which was on the top floor, which was That Which Gives Chase. Gave okay. Chase. Did you play this one? I didn't play that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that Which Gave Chase... Um, uh, <laughs> was the last one I played and I was very close to like not bothering to play. I was like, Oh, I'm running out of steam. I'll maybe I'll just turn off. But I was like, Oh, I should just get in there. Um, so I popped in and, um, you play a, are they called mushers? Mushers. That's what solid snake was. A musher. 
um, uh, the um, people that like have huskies on the sleds. The sledder? Mu- musher. <laughs> I'm looking at a musher. I can't imagine it's mushers. Musher. What are they going to think of? Mush. Yes, they are. They're, they're mushers. You're kidding just, me. Uh, mushing is a sport or transport method powered by... Wow, dogs. dude, good, cool. Sorry. It's all My that bad. Metal Gear Solid. It's all that Metal Gear Solid. Um, yeah, that's what Solid Snake does when he's in Alaska. <laughs> that's Great the only show. reason. That's the only reason I know what a musher is. Anyway, so you're a musher. And, um, <laughs> and, um, and for those who don't know what a musher is, Louis. <laughs> uh, musher is a, a, a sledder with dogs, uh, with huskies. Uh, pulling in snow climates um uh, they stand on the back of a sled and they go mush and uh, the dogs go fast um you are one of those and you have a sort of companion sitting in front of you uh and yeah you you ride on the sled and you sort of direct the dogs and you um you need to keep the sled from tipping over by pressing q and e respectively kind of like death stranding i guess okay um, <laughs> yeah like I said, um, so you sort of need to stop it from falling over when you go up like slopes and stuff. Um, but it's 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 uh, it surprises you with how linear it is. Like it does these kind of like um, these jump cuts where like suddenly you'll just be in a different place, and it's sort of telling this like non-linear uh, story. And quite quickly, you get the sense that this companion you're with is not trustworthy. Um, so you're you're riding along, and then suddenly it cuts to um, you're like in the middle of a forest with a gun in hand and you just hear like the wolves crying or the dogs crying and you're like looking for them and then you start hearing gunshots and and then it cuts back to you back on the sled and you're back with this guy and it has this wonderful moment where it's not um there's no vo uh, it's just subtitled and dead silent when the person speaks but he'll like he'll like turn around to look at you because he's sitting in front of you on the sled um and sometimes he smiles and it's just unpleasant um and I would, none of it's scary, but it I, it really built tension in a way that I don't think I experienced in any of these other games. Um, okay. And it really felt like it was, like, I really want to know what was going on. Um, a really compelling story. It reminded me of, like, um, uh, some of um, Blender Games' work. So, like, Quadrilateral Cowboy or um, whatever the one he made before that was. But that's sort of, like... 30 Flights? No, yeah, study fights of yeah. loving that like very quick cut like non-linear storytelling stuff, um, but in a more horror setting, which is a cool way to use that. Um, uh, yeah, so that game was really cool. Um, I think there's another game that came out recently where you're a musher. Um, wow! So, like, apparently, that's taken off. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Yeah, that um, which gave that sounds cool. Yeah, it was super cool. It was like very a, short. It was like, like, a fun like experience. ten ten minutes long. Um, I look forward to checking the whole game out yeah maybe we should go over some of these again um, yeah i mean i i played to um i told you that one of the games that we played last year did come out that year um fatum betula um which was the like the one where you had to collect different types of water and poison the tree yep i remember to, like seat, seat the fate of the world i played that through that was like a few quid it came out and that's really cool um i'd recommend people check that out that's a good horror game with no jump scares, um, if anyone's interested. Gotta love that. Yeah, Gotta absolutely. Gotta love that. Um, absolutely. Cool. That's, that's, this is so funny how we just didn't overlap <laughs> for so yeah. much of it. Probably should have coordinated it a little bit better. No, but it's great just being unleashed on it and just seeing what happens. Yeah, at least we covered a nice breadth. Mm. Um, I'm going to... My final one here is Peeb Adventures. Yes, which I did play. Uh, this game was probably the most fun I had. <laughs> this game was great. <laughs> I love this, this game. This game was great. Uh, <laughs> you, you play this lumpy blob. Is it based on something? Is it uh, based yes. on like a famous game character? No. He kind of looks like a cloud with a nose. <laughs> He's the sort of yeah white piece of broccoli that's been <laughs> squished. Uh, and then sort of with like a squidward <laughs> penis nose. Yeah. Um, and you basically run around. It's it's a 3D platformer uh, with a grappling hook mechanic that you sort of shoot out, hits onto something, that it sticks onto whatever you're pointing at, and then uh, sort of using physics, you can swing. Mm-hmm. Um, and use I love a grappling stuff. hook in a game. Oh, and it's so good. Again, fun movement, dude. Yeah. 
sold. So, so sold on this game. Mm -hmm. Um, But this game also just sold me on everything else as well. Uh, I think it looks fine. It looks like a sort of of the time, you know, N64 platformer. Yeah, I think like visually and like setup, it's going for like Mario 64, I guess. Like the first zone is like a castle. Um, which has got like these kind of like level teleporters dotted all around the place. Um, mm-hmm. So it's definitely going for that. Yeah, and you you collect um, bananas and stuff, but very quickly uh, it sort of begins to. I don't even know how to, where to go with this because. So I played this game like a couple of times, um, because it has like three endings as well. Oh really? I only saw one. Um, yeah, there's at least a couple. Oh no, I guess I saw two. Um, yeah, I guess I guess that did count as an ending. Yeah, yeah. Um, the best bit. Do you want to? <laughs> I don't even know how what to say. I think I think I think um, I think we just spoil it. Um, okay. And uh, I say I say it takes like it probably wasn't even twenty minutes worth of time. Um, absolutely worth checking out just for a bit of fun. Um, <clears throat> But, um, uh, yeah, so it starts off as like a basic, um, 3D platformer and then, and then quite very quickly, in fact, it sort of, um, kind of discards that for like something else. Um, well, okay. (laughs) So so it's got, it's got 3D platforming elements and puzzle elements that are sort of maintained throughout, Mm -hmm. um, mostly movement based, some not, uh, and it's a game that is full of Easter eggs. Mm-hmm. Um, everywhere you turn and look and that you imagine there would be one, there probably is one. Um, and it sort of becomes about you getting stuck in the loop of a cycle of this game that you're part of, that you're the main character of, uh, and you trying to break out of that loop and yeah. out of the game. Yeah. How does that sound? Sounds great, man. I love it. <laughs> um it's fun. Did you see like the haunted demo disc Easter egg stuff as well? Yeah, I assume you saw the monkey ball stuff. Yeah, saw the monkey ball stuff. Absolutely incredible. I Very think. cool. It was like if <laughs> if you've ever wanted to combine Super Monkey Ball with Silent Hill, <laughs> it's so good. I took photos because <laughs> I just thought it was absolutely inspired. It was so rad. Yeah, it's cool. This game does a lot of cool things. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of... Yeah, it's it's enough. Um, Just really fun movement-based with a lot of mystery. It's like actual mystery as well. There's something about Easter eggs that are so inherently exciting and mysterious Uh um, that how can you not love them? Uh, Sure. Yeah, there's some cool stuff. Play this game. Hmm. Eight. God, dude, I unlocked a witch's hat as well for my character. Oh, wowzers, I did not see that. That is... Ooh. Ooh. Not to brag or anything, but... No, I think you should brag. Um, yeah, that's a, that was probably the most fun I had on this thing. That's fair. Um, all right, take it away. Um, I think I'm probably mostly done. I've got a couple of... I'm out. So I, I, I wrote notes for... Um, uh like just under 10 of the 25 um but i think i'll probably the last one maybe i'll just quickly mention is a game called mummy sandbox did you play this no (laughs) it's so weird um so this game i could not really make sense of uh you are in a literal sandbox and you are digging it's in first person and you're digging up um your mummy wraps Okay. Uh, in the sand. Like the pieces of cloth that... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm into it. Um, and, and that's kind of it. Like, you just kind of, like, go from square to square, like, digging up cloth. And then, like, <laughs> every once in a while you'll come across, like, a corpse that you dig up and you'll get a little piece of artwork when you do it. Um, it was a very strange vibe, but I found myself playing it for a lot longer than I thought I would. Um, 
And that's all I have to say about Mummy Sandbox. Um, but I enjoyed that one. Nice. Um, and then a couple others that I probably won't speak about, but uh, a couple others that I enjoyed were Risu, which I thought was okay. quite cool. Um, nice, nice visuals, cool ending. And the Salt Order had a cool mechanic. Did you play that? So that was one of the ones that I turned on. The Salt Order <laughs> was actually pretty funny. Um, I loaded in and my camera uncontrolled. I mentioned this to you. My camera would oh, yeah. uncontrollably spin left and up mm. um, continuously. And I thought it was a game mechanic. Yeah. Um, so I was, and because it was very stressful and navigating a kind of spooky space when you're <laughs> constantly having to readjust your vision back, I actually thought was quite an interesting mechanic. Uh huh. Um, but it did make me feel sick fairly quickly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I quit and then I went on to another game. I went on to, uh, Tori 3D and then my camera continued spinning in that. Weird. That's so, so weird. I thought, hang on. Um, turns out it was... Literally different executables. Yeah, I think they were both Unity, though, or at least I assume... Yeah, I think most of this is... They were both Unity, and it was because my PlayStation controller was plugged in. Uh, um, okay. And I don't know why, but I googled it and someone said check for other yeah, control inputs, fair. and I unplugged it and it worked. But I never made it back to... <laughs> but what a game idea, huh? <laughs> yeah. Constantly spinning camera that you have to rewrite. I mean, that sounds horrible, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the Salt Order just had an interesting mechanic. Well, I had two things that I like. <laughs> Not interesting enough. <laughs> um, one, one was um, the enemies in that game uh, only f- chase you when you're not looking at them. Okay. Um, which is like classic, like, the booze from like Mario, right? Um, sure. Uh, but when it put in like a 3D horror game context, it's pretty unpleasant. Um, uh, and the way you stop them from following you is you have this ability to uh, draw lines of salt. Um, so you sort of draw a line of salt in front of them or behind them or around them, and they won't move outside of it. Okay. Um, and you have a limited amount of salt. Uh, I just found it, I found it really hard, so I didn't play it for very long, but. Um, is a really interesting idea. Um, anyway. Yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah. Um, shame I didn't, yeah. Shame it bugged out. But that sounds very cool. But yeah, and then there are a bunch of other cool ones that I played that I just didn't get a chance to uh, write anything down. But that that was that was most of the stuff. Uh, yeah. Nice. Hey, fun, uh, fun suggestion. Good stuff, dude. Yeah, I look forward to doing it next year. I hope they keep doing it. Mm. Yeah. And you know what? I, I definitely definitely losing interest in the PlayStation 1 aesthetic, but happy for it to keep going forever because it's still good. Still strong. <laughs> interesting. Interesting that you're losing interest in it. Is it well, it's interesting. I think people are developing it in different ways, which is nice to see. Um, uh, and sometimes, sometimes it's just not... I mean, the thing that I do find interesting about it is uh, I... I recently did a course in like 3D art, so like, and it was more on the realistic side of things. So looking at how people make this stuff, I actually don't really understand how they do it. <laughs> really? Yeah, I it, thought it, it would have been fairly simple. You would think it would be easier, but I'm I'm pretty sure it's just an entirely different process. Um, sure. Uh, so it's it's kind of, uh, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I think well, hey, dude, maybe one day you will. Uh... Be on a haunted demo disc twenty twenty four or something. I mean, I hope so. That's the dream. Yeah, it'd be cool. Apparently, I just looked on. I saw something on Reddit that was only four months ago that said that the uh, demo disc twenty twenty one was taking submissions. So it looks like this was put together in half a year. Yeah, um, which is kind of crazy. Well, I assume most of the games have been in development since before that. Sure, but I mean, you know, to put something together like this. The actual environment, yeah, seems like a really complex thing to do, especially with all the, like, bespoke rooms for each game and stuff. Mm-hmm. And also just logistically. Yeah, it must have been a big task. You know, it, I think the Reddit thread was literally, like, four months old, so... 
Yeah. That's a good amount of work in four months. Yeah, they did a really good job, and it's completely free. Um, it's kind of an amazing thing. Um, I would absolutely recommend people checking it out if they have a, a PC. I don't know if it's on Mac as well. Probably not, um, just because it's a lot of games, and I doubt everyone you know what? built two versions of it. You know what? What? I want to say it might be, because I remember seeing it being available for... Okay, it's not. It makes sense. It makes uh, sense that it's not. Um, but yeah, if, I mean, it doesn't need a very capable PC, I would imagine. Um, um, so if you've if you've got some time, just check some games out. They give you some like warnings. Each of the games they come with like credits outside and like a little bit about the game, and they also give you some like content warnings. Um, so if you have certain um, things, uh, you can just check, which is nice. I appreciated that. I do wish they yeah. said whether or not the game had jump scares. I do feel like that should be on the list, but it's not. But um, anyway, they tell you everything else. Nice. Um, cool. I found a site the other day, not to keep talking, I, <laughs> a website the other day that other people must know. I can't remember what it's called. But I looked up, like, I was trying to find out if a certain thing had a jump scare in it. Uh, and there's a website that just keeps tally of um, all kinds of, like, content warnings you might be aware of. I wonder what it's called now. Let me find it. Because it was a cool oh, thing. Dude, uh, sorry to interrupt you briefly. Does the um, dog die? That's what it's called. Oh, that's a good name. Um, yeah. Um, it's called doesthedogdie.com. Um, uh, it's crowdsourced emotional spoilers for movies, TV, books, and more. Um, nice. Which is a really cool idea. So you just search the thing, and then it just has a huge list of like potential emotional spoilers. Which is yeah, rad. that's cool. That's a good thing to have in case you want to check before going into something um that first game i talked about the pt yeah Point it is called still ridge i didn't say it wasn't i it was just on the first floor <laughs> oh okay maybe that's what it was yeah that game was called still ridge <laughs> um so yeah it's still ridge if you want to play that yeah uh, nice um good stuff uh good suggestion always fun but the big question That's is, it. Lockie, what am I playing next week? Uh, I'm, should I just tell you straight off? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what, Louis, have a guess. Um, is there a new WoW expansion out? Has League Wrong. of Legends gotten fun? Wrong. Has Hearthstone got cards? I ain't played this expansion. I ain't even touched this expansion. You're going to have to tell me, Lucky. <laughs> We're going to play Monster Hunter Rise. What? What? I want to play it. <laughs> I am shocked and appalled. Uh-huh. Yes. Nice. We're going to play three hours of Monster Hunter Rise because... Well, we've already done, like, what? We've probably done two hours of that already. We've done more than that. Done. Four or five Lucky, hours. let's record it right now. All right, I'm ready. Back to back. <laughs> Um, let's stack these bad boys yes that way uh, we can work on some other stuff while also we'll probably do this anyway um, so we might as well do it and make an episode about it yes and we I'm did sure a Monster we'll Hunter World time. so we may as well do a rise yeah we did I think it was one, one of, of our more popular episodes back in the day that's how long we've been doing this I know a second game has arrived um, okay dude <laughs> Um, let's end this we're over uh, an hour this podcast goes up every Monday on all the places um, we've got a Instagram a Twitter and a email email <laughs> look at that Holla. the big three they're all at time played 3HR um, and the email is a Gmail account um, if you'd like to send us a note you can do it on any of those spaces um uh i think that's about it mm. goes up every monday thank you for listening goes up everywhere that you expect it to go up um some places you don't god that's true uh thank we're on you. tiktok now we're not <laughs> uh, but we could be we should be we could be um, all right i like tiktok I'm pro TikTok.
Tick tock. <laughs>